West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 21st of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Carmel Ryan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Good evening listeners and it is Wednesday evening once again and a beautiful Wednesday evening. It is indeed a beautiful Wednesday evening and we want to start off with any music or anything this evening. And of course the heat, the heat, the heat and we're always complaining it is too wet, it is too cold, it is too hot. And I suppose what's the happy medium? At least we're alive, we're well, and we have enough to eat, and you can keep out of the sun. It's, it's important to keep out of the sun and keep in the shade. And, of course, the news there, I got a little thing there in my f- the messaging this evening about the COVID rates are gone extremely high. Um, very, very high. Donegal is the highest in Limerick, is about toward the fourth in, in that run of things, so it's quite serious, very serious indeed. Uh, Jason Smith, of course, is our producer, as usual, ever reliable indeed. And Carmel Ryan is our special guest tonight, and Tom Ryan is probably twisting hair, twisting some item of equipment, so hopefully he'll join us shortly. And we thank the, our, our wonderful music and our presenters here, and John Harold, of course, there for the past couple of hours on the wonderful music he played, and he's rattling his way home, so we hope he drives nice and carefully, he doesn't get cut for speeding or anything like that, on that roadway home. Now, Carmel, um, we've had a lot of phone calls and a lot of things, and people said, what about this, that, and the other thing? And I suppose, as I'm only wondering where will we start? Uh, I'll start with these funerals which took place that have been aired on radios and I didn't see much television lately, you know, as it was mentioned on that, but I did hear the radio programs there during the week, and I found it a bit mind-boggling, some of what I was hearing. And of course, I should say, while I'm trying to be filling in a bit of time, while waiting for Tom Ryan, uh, 06, this program is you're called County Views. It's broadcast from Newcastle West every Wednesday night at half past nine until 11. It's going out live, live folks so if you want to phone in or text in or whatsapp in it is 0696600 or 087166900 my name is Pat O'Donovan 
And if you want to call in, as I said, between now and 11 o'clock, preferably the early part of the program, 069 66200 or 087-166-9800. And you can roll in the messages. And I'm, we have quite a number of things to talk about and anything else you might like us to talk about as well. And, of course, we have Caroline Hayes, a local lady taking part in the Olympics in the coming weeks and we wish her every look and every success and I was down around West Cork recently and all along there there's posters and billboards and every window and going through different towns to have the Olympic flag all along the main street and the Irish flag Newcastle West effort is made in the past couple of days as well but then again, that's what we have only the one person whereas down along the southwest of Cork. They have a, a lot of people from the different towns taking part on the different uh, sporting events at the Olympics. Now, uh, as I said, we are live here on this Wednesday night broadcasting from Newcastle West on your local community radio, West Limerick 102 FM. And if you wish to call in, text in 0696600087166900. And I'm starting off, as I said, with listening to the radio and listen, looking at papers there during the week. We seem to have a new Ireland, the Ireland that some of us older people grew up with, is unrecognisable to the Ireland we have today. And the churches were full when I was young packed literally for they used to be complaining about people standing at the back don't be standing at the back and there was lots but the church was full and there was still some room for people to stand at the back now the churches are quite empty very very empty indeed I think most churches with this 50 allowed they're not even hitting the 50 many of them have only 10 and 20 I've been told in some churches it is strange times indeed but the particular church I'm going to talk about tonight is of course this Dublin funeral where um, it was discussed in quite detail we would like to hear your views listener on that particular topic on the funerals and the uh, manner in which the hearses were driven around uh, Dublin and various bikes and smokes and acrobatics things and coconuts and donuts and all kinds of nuts and of course the, uh, I was at a funeral myself up in Galway and that's, I was literally waiting to, for the thing to arrive at the church and I was listening to RTE and one of the pull-up screens that you see in, 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 in Red Keel now, I see them quite a lot in recent times when somebody dies, they have two pull-up banners at either side of the altar with maybe a photograph and something about the person that is dead. All very orderly indeed in Red Keel. I must say I didn't ever see anything that you would say was unacceptable. Usually the photograph of the person may be in the, 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 the period of date of birth to their end. But on the radio, I was, as I said, I had to twist my ear a few times. I couldn't know what I heard was being said, but it didn't come true to me because I'm a bit in the tick side, as many people would agree on that, and a bit dumb as agree on that as well. I said, what it actually said, I believe, was, you know the score, lie on the floor, give us the money. 
and there was some comment maybe about the person's name before that. So they had a banner similar to that, and being a bit on the stupid side myself, as I said, I had difficulty understanding what the hell that was all about. But for the people in the know to tell me, it was, you know the score, so when you, somebody breaks into your house, if you happen to be there, and they tell you, you know the score, lie on the floor and give us the money. So they have that perched above on the altar, and then the, 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 the bringing up of the gifts, which is a very important part in the Mass when we would be there, of the deceased person, and the usually carpenters or whatever, the gardeners or whatever, that bring up items related to the, the, the type of life that the person lived. And in this particular case, I believe it was a torch and a screwdriver and some other items suitable for getting into your house if you forgot your own key. That's is a bit just to my knowledge. I'm not overversed in it, Carmel, but yeah, I think like it was an absolute disgrace. But in one way, they shouldn't be getting airtime, and the other way, people are entitled to know what's going on. You know, it's it's tough because a priest would stand up and say no, like would probably be in fear. You know, it's it's sad that they get away with this kind of thing. Um, I would imagine as a as a parent. It isn't what you'd want for your son or daughter or your husband or your father or your brother. But do these people live in a different world? Like, I think a screwdriver and a torch, it was given two fingers to the people of Ireland. The kind of, we're, we're in control. We can do what we like. We're in control. And this, this was my life, and I'm proud of it. Like, normally when offertory gifts are taken up, there is a sense of pride, let you be a parent, a husband or wife, a brother or a sister. The gifts show the things you're proud of about your family member. And like, if that's the sense of pride they have, we're just, we've lost it like. Tom, you're very, very welcome. I'm absolutely delighted and thrilled to see you. Pat, he looks really well. I know Carmen is looking lovely and all that tonight, but I Pat was still Tom. hoping to get an extra man in with me. Yeah. Or an extra person. Well, this is a shocking uh, exhibition of Ali and Centauri, and you couldn't describe it really, you know, strong enough. I mean, the church was, I believe, was totally wrong to tolerate it, number one, you know, and they'll have to be, this will have to be stopped, I mean, by the church authorities themselves as well, you know, because, they, I mean, I, I was aware of it because it had been on different programs, you know, and and all coming in from civilians, the information and uh, the actual funeral itself afterwards even was shocking and uh, what, what happened. And um, then again, uh, the, his aunt, I think this I heard her. he had 120 convictions or something, you know, and that's in itself. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it really brings our justice system and our law and order system down to ridicule completely. Uh, we have a guard authority, we have a justice department in the country. Surely to God, I mean, we're entitled to, to, 
people entitled for to live in peace in their own homes. But when this thing is advertised, what to do and how they carry out their, their crimes, and so we, we, we've discussed it, Pat, here in the program numerous times over the past couple of years, and uh, it's still the same thing going on. These people have no regard for, for the public, they have no regard for society, they just live according to the, the rule of the gun and the knife, and that's how they live. They pile the money, they, they can spend thousands on houses and hostile carriages and flowers and all the paraphernalia that goes with these funerals, and there appears to be no one saying where they're getting the money. Or nobody says stop. Nobody says uh, we have we've cab. And what are they doing about it? What are our guardi doing about it? What are our are our, uh, are our revenue doing about it? I mean that these people can actually do what they like. And this is only one instance, Patty. We've spoken about it even quite recently. In different, we see the we see the the memorials that are erecting in graveyards. I mean, when is it going to? When is someone going to say look? And uh, rather than being accused of racism, I mean it's an absolute disgrace for the people of Ireland that are paying their way and rearing their families and paying their tax and to listen and look at that with these gangsters that are running wild and right around the country like and nothing being done about it. Only platitudes being played at funerals. It's an absolute disgrace, but. Now, Carmel, I would defend the church now. I think Tom might have a slightly different view there because I was talking to a priest at a funeral the other day after I listened to that on the radio on my way to the funeral. And I said it to him, like, and he said, what can he do? There is the fear, the threat. There is the fear. There is the people. fear and the threat. And, and the Gaudi had been notified and they didn't turn up. Or so it seems now. I I'm, can't say I have no proof they didn't put up. But you would imagine from what we heard on the radio from different people ringing in, calling in, that the people literally did what they liked. And we've had that case of that all over the country for the past year and a half. When we were all locked up, we couldn't move. We, we were seeing reports of huge amount of funerals. And, and there doesn't seem to be done anything about it. Who's running the country? You see, the biggest repercussion of all this is that there's going to be a campdown on what can be taken up as offertory gifts. So next thing... A young fellow who's an apprentice electrician, who's an apprentice carpenter, who's an apprentice mechanic, of who the screwdriver means a different thing. And they won't be allowed to take it up because all that's going to be stopped. Do you know, they're going to, they're going to have to stop all this show. Where is the law? Where is the law? I, I don't go along with you at all about that for now because this was a specific case and you had the big banners above in the altar telling you what it was all about. And the, the Gaudi were notified, I believe. The church are afraid of their life, obviously, as that priest admitted of to me. They are. And, and I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. Tom, we've seen it time and again. We've, I've heard guards telling me huge funerals. There was only 10 of us there. He said, 20, what the hell could we do about it? And, and the silence of the politicians, Tom, I haven't heard one politician say one word. No, I missed well, it. well, you can't, you see, because you're dealing, you're dealing you see, with an, an ethnic minority. Like, and it, and it, you see that these people that are in this A majority, paper, Tom, at this stage. Yeah. Well, you see... There'll have to be something. Someone will have to take charge. But in this country, nobody will take charge of anything. Only they'll prosecute and they'll blackguard. And our system, our whole system here, is geared against the ordinary taxpaying individual. The, the, the man that's 
doing his job, trying to live and trying to survive. He'll get the full bloom to the law at all stages. Youngsters going to going to school and going to work in the morning, their cats will be taken up on because they can't they can't even get a test even they can't no. they, you see and, and like they're they're easy targets. And we've tolerated this, you see, because why? If you stand up and if you say something, you see, uh, you're on your own. And I think the church in this instance, and, you know, I, I actually, as an individual anyway, I'm totally against these gifts anyway. I believe as a, a funeral myself is a solemn occasion. And I think it should, that's my idea, but and, my, and, that, and those are my instructions to my brother when I die. It's strictly that, and I'm I have a particular interest in that. No, I've been practicing like all this situation. We say like it's gone out of control, and now we have the real we have the real like gangsterism running the church as well as running the country. You know, surely the bishop and the. the the local church authority there knew that this thing, this thing had, wasn't arranged just like that. It had to be planned and planned well. Like, like they planned their robberies. They planned them well. Did you? Now we are going to an ad break and listeners, you're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM broadcasting from Newcastle West, your local community radio station. Jason Smith is our producer and he's waiting for your calls there on 069 66200 or 087 We are presently discussing the church and the funerals which took place in Dublin which seemed to be um, a takeover job, do what you like and the law would seem to have been broken at umpteen places along the way according to various radio programs that we've heard and the, the, the absence of law and order seemed to be very much in evidence the absence of it. So we'll go to Ned and back to you shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 21st of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Carmel Ryan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie Welcome back, folks, and the chat show goes on, and we're appealing for you listeners, if you have anything to say to us, just give us a shout. And I know we have people from all over the place listening, but maybe they're all a bit bit, 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 bit missing something like myself. Maybe they're not able to get around to making phone calls or tell us what we're doing right or wrong. And uh, I, one day from Morgan English in Cullen in County Tipperary, Morgan, we're delighted you're here as loud and clear and awake. 
I don't know, I, I suppose you'd be awake for a long time after the hammering you get in the past two nights, winning by six points last night in under 20 hurling, getting beaten by six more, more or less. It uh, mustn't be feeding them properly, Tom Bryan, I think. And Sunday then, I don't know what ran out of, ran out of juice early in the time. We'll get to that later on, Morgan. And first of all, good evening, Pat and guests. Read the funerals of the tree. Tugs, she said. He was absolutely, it was absolutely appalling. The worst that was ever seen. Also, the aunt of one of them was on for a full half hour with Joe Duffy. I missed that. Yesterday, praising her lovely nephew. More relatives even said they didn't do anything wrong. They were only young fellas. Joe Duffy was worse to entertain that aunt. It had the majority of people boiling with rage and disgust. The only one that anyone has sympathy for is the poor innocent man driving the truck. That could have been killed and he only out doing his day's work. Sure, them togs were known as professional robbers. What a country we're living in. Nora Mary D. Well, Pat, you see, the, the, the position there is this, the Joe thing. That has, to, that has to be brought up with the RT authority, like, that you could give this individual, like, putting it mildly, you know, a half an hour. I heard it. Yeah. You know, it was the most brazen, uh, audacious uh, I ever heard on the radio. And the whole national, all national airwaves, and, and like, if that's how, how Joe Duffy can, can get listeners and can keep them and promote his own salary of probably half a million a year, you know, I mean, it's an absolute shocking disgrace. But getting back to the to this whole thing about these funerals and this, uh, and the, the audacity of these people and the flagrant, like, I mean, the wealth that they're, that they're like, sh- the, the coffins were so expensive that they, they were afraid to name the price of them. Yeah. Caskets, the American caskets. Now, have we in this country, I mean, I'm at the moment, like, I, I, I'm a taxpaying I'm a pensioner, but I'm a tax-paying individual in my enterprise, which is a, a small farm and dairy enterprise. I can't actually, like, I every cent that comes in the gate and goes out has to be recorded and by the revenue commissioners. At the moment, I can't get, in actual fact, a tax rebate, a VAT rebate that I'm entitled to by these individuals who are now working with a remotely told. And these gangsters is what they are, crooks and murderers, like, and the putting the... Except murderers. Well, they, they, well, you see, Pat, you, you can't... We must well, be careful. you can't, but, but you see, what happens is, Pat, the result of that activity is causing people to die. And you can call it anything you like. We'll have to stand up in this country and be counted and say, look, the murders. And the question has to be asked to, number one, our Minister for Justice and our Commissioner of the Gardaí. Those are the people responsible for what happened in Dublin the other day. The church, we can make an excuse from that they were afraid. They didn't want to cop themselves on as well. And the, now that, that the actual COVID thing has curtailed the, I mean, the numbers, I believe they should, they should we're closing down post offices, closing down everything. They should close down the churches that, that, that people are not choosing, and they should only open the services to practicing people. 
practicing religious people. Let them be whatever denomination they are. Let them be Muslim, Christian, Jewish, or what. There should be none of this, because any of those crowds that were inside in that church last Monday, none of them are going to stay the church door. And there's only all the mockery and a cover-up to their fraud and their carry-on. That's all it is. And the church will have to, will have to take a stand as well. So everyone in this country will have to say, look, enough is enough. But you see, they won't until it affects themselves and then they're all crying, but it's too late then. And our commissioner is above. He has guards suspended for for driving offences like that they, that they were told for the drop. And it'd be inquiry about it. And thugs and gangsters and crooks running wild. We have a revenue outfit that had persecuting the country with tax and their homes and the, the bit of business that they have that they can't even ha- hardly sleep at night. But they won't challenge them. Where are they getting the money? Where are they getting the big cars? Where are they getting all these big, these big graves and these all these monuments and all these big funerals? Well, where are they getting the money for that? Buying land and buying property and buying houses under different names and the whole lot. I mean, it's an absolute. This country is lawless. An absolute. It is worse than Columbia. That's what it is. Carmel. <laughs> you disagree a with great, A great speech there, Tom. No, I, I fully agree with you. But I do think the, the revenue should be stepping in. I would put the revenue more responsible than the church. Because while the money, the money is being spent on loads of different things, absolutely loads of different things, say like the undertaker is your first protocol. For anyone else, when someone dies, we call the undertaker. Surely, be to God, the undertaker has to have accounts. But should he had he had that classes and he had a, a kind of a special hat in him, the undertaker. They don't even know who he was. He was driving the hearse. But like, what, what was the number? But the source he's of the wealth, you camel, the source See, of the, the wealth that these up. people are. Now, we're, every day we're listening to the travelling organi- traveller organisation, Perry Point, and, and they're getting... Uh, uh, more airtime now than, the, than anything. They're on every day mourning about housing. About, you really, I didn't hear anyone come on about that. We have to distinguish, Tom, between yeah, Pavy Pint and criminal activities. Pavy criminal, Pint criminal recommends the traveling community. Totally yeah, so, which are. Uh, you can split hairs, Pat, which, well, which I know, but you know, it was, yeah. this, yeah. Was, yeah. this was very criminal orientated. The whole mess was to do with criminality. I find it difficult, Carmel, to, to work out who is, what is a traveller, who is a traveller, and how do you become one? Because it seems to be a, 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 the number are rising rapidly See, you, anyone you, should nearly test himself as a traveller forget about every minority when you're talking about this funeral this funeral was about criminality and that's that's there were the three, fu- three funerals there was three funerals and there were nothing only funerals of criminals who almost killed a man out doing his day's work I believe they all had convictions and every hundred and something I think mm-hmm. uh, each had over a hundred someone was, was one of now, them was one of the was in, uh, I will attached say, to one of the leading criminal gangs in the country I, I disagree this. with you about Joe Duffy because I think what he did was he highlighted what's going on and it gave people the opportunity to ring in against it do you know she spoke 
He gave her too much time now, Cameron. I think he possibly gave her too much time. He didn't her enough, no. she was an able lady, no? She was good. She was an able lady. Good, you know? know? But I think... was her language? Oh, her language was spot on. She was spot on. I think by doing what he did... Oh, this was a lovely boy in the family. All the people with their stories. The people, the screwdrivers had been used that. She didn't sound like the same one that was cursing and swearing enough to you. Oh, no, 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 no. She was the spokesperson. Yeah. She was the spokesperson. And she was good at it. She was very good. But she shouldn't have got the platform after that the amount of time she got the people phoned in now the people whose screwdrivers had been used on folks we are going to an ad break and we'll be back to your shot there we are we are yes are we yeah County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors Limerick and Newcastle West for all your legal requirements phone 061 314 948 Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors TOD.ie You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 21st of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And that one, I think we leave that where it rests, which is a very sad reflection on the island of today. That some people can actually do what they like and have been doing it for quite some time, while our elected representatives, etc., go silent. Silent is deafening. And similar with the GA officials in relation to the fact that they have sold off the rights of the of various matches on to, for money, money, money. And the people who literally give, like Carmel Ryan and Tom Ryan here, and myself indeed, we spend many a pound that we didn't have indeed, driving young lads here, there and everywhere. And then when you come into your old age, or maybe people like us finishing up in nursing homes and places and living at home, they were deprived of seeing those matches absolutely disgraceful. And again, the silence from our elected representatives and the silence from our GA clubs as well. As somebody said to me, quite a few people said, when the Mackie stand draw comes around the next time, I should tell them to go away to collect the money from Sky. I had a man on there, John from Monaghan, and he is complaining about the fact the nonsense and the stupidity of the government and the GA. He doesn't know which is the most stupid, but it's difficult to work out nowadays that actually. There's 8,000 people were allowed into the Munster Holding Final last weekend, he tells me. Is that true? Yeah. 8,000 Tom at the Monster Holding Final. Not sure, Pat. No, he yeah. wasn't one of many. And yeah. the football final, which is on next weekend, on the same size pitch in Killarney, same capacity as this park in Kiev, two and a half thousand people allowed in. And as we all know, 
there's large televisions put up all over the towns of Killarney, outside all the licensed premises, and there'll be some party, there'll be some boozing, there'll be some kissing and loving and whatnot, and there'll be some COVID travelling through the streets of Killarney. It is an absolutely scandal. Yep. Can you explain it, Carmel? You're a very intelligent lady, very involved in the GAF, for many years, secretary of that board, this board, I, and the I county board. Um, so you almost understand the inner circles of the GA. You were one of those officials I, I there for see, many years. I can't see this incident in having 8,000 one day and 2,500 the next day. Same size pitch. It's very... I suppose you have to look at seating, you have to look at everything. You don't have to look at it at all, Cameron. It's the same capacity. And I think the capacity is, what, 20,000, I suppose, yeah. at least, in both places. And can you imagine the damage is going to be done in Killarney with large television screens? Oh, you can, you can easily imagine people yeah. And drink, drink, drink. And they all go top of each other. Yep, you can very easily the imagine The lunatics are running the asylum, Tom Arda. Well, you, you are... Have they taken over? You're right there, you know. That, 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 I can't understand it because, I mean, that, that, that's just not now, like. I mean, from day one... We have, we've had house parties at all these matches. I know people that couldn't walk home, they couldn't even walk down Main Drive, and uh, out in the public road from local local individuals that had big houses and they had big parties and that yeah, in the middle of, of the of, of the first and second breakout and now like as Pat has rightly said it has gone to a new level it has gone out to the outside the outside the very same as like I mean you can imagine what it'll be like next week and not alone that but last Sunday as well oh, yeah. you know people have shown total disregard and we listen every day on the radio and television that these stupid commentators and they ask you what will to do and will you go in and will you go out and will you have this farm will you have that farm and who's going to check them all this nonsense going on all the time people don't care anymore they don't care about the COVID they don't care who, who gets it you know because if they did they wouldn't be behaving like no. they are anyway so let's not blame the GA for that or let's not blame the government that's the, that's the part of the people and that one that's now they've gone mad now because as you think they're all locked up in the desert island for the past two years when they're all when as much drinking can be drank, it's been drank anyway, so it makes no difference. Carmel and Tom Ryan, how in the name of God can people take the whole thing serious when they have some appalling decisions, totally contradictory, common sense isn't even in the same parishes at 8,000 in one place, 2,500 in some place else, and televisions all over the town, and COVID, 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 if there is such a thing flying around at all, rampant. It's, it's, very, it's very hard to see the sense of it. Well, I can't. I can't give an answer. I don't know. I won't be there. Are fighting enough to get 8,000 in? Yeah, yeah. You know, who, who, who wants to I suppose the maybe the publicans in Killarney would probably prefer to be outside in the street anyway, drinking, of course, and watching the That's big screen. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Is it, it's it sort of fine. Sense. You see... You know something, Pat? I'm uh, sorry, Cameron, for you. Just how they were talking about it, you know that, because I'll tell you, like, it's so confusing, now and so ridiculous, you know, but there's so many issues to it, like, that all you can do is hope that the people that are sick and the elderly people are protected with this, and that we don't have... Fatalities, <coughs> which these people don't care. These, these, they're, they're out. You're going to going to drive into Limerick City tonight and go down by by St Mary's Cathedral and a couple of pubs down there, and it's the very yeah, same as Buck Fair wouldn't be wouldn't be, or, or any of the big festivals wouldn't get a look in. 
No. So where, where, they don't care, these people. So, so listen, where's the break talking about? But the leadership is lacking. There's no leadership when you're confusion. But you, uh, you can't lead people, Pat. They don't want to be led. Well, I mean, if you, if you lead, this country, look, we have Michal Martin and he's been lambasted. Let, let him have his faults. And, and, and I'm no supporter of him. Like, but... Like every time you turn, you look, open a paper, his his rating is down to nothing. You couldn't lead Ireland because they don't want to no, be led. That's exactly it. But every time you turn on the radio or the television, it is Leo Varadkar you man, which I don't understand. But there was a lot of people interviewed this evening about the the indoor dining, and I'd say. 85% of the people interviewed said they've no interest in going through indoor dining. It's immediate-driven. Yeah. Not, not on hot weather like this, anyhow. No, right, no, it's, it's immediate-driven. driven by the media. Yeah. 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 But look, we're talking about leaders. Look, and we're no. talking about you want leaders in Pat. We're always in here. We haven't them. They're not there, and they won't be there because you wouldn't, you can't get people in this country that's going to stand up and be counted and say because but they're only all looking over their shoulders. Good political leaders seem to be very lacking because very, we have England the same exactly. and he's totally saying one thing he's doing the opposite and he's changing his mind so no wonder people it, are literally gone the media has an awful lot answer for it yeah. because they're pushing you see these things up from certain radios now and again they'll put up some controversial statement what do you think tick yes or no below like stupid statements absolutely stupid statements to do with anything and people take this on board oh my god I saw it on such a website that this is happening Pat can you ask Tom Ryan yeah, you can ask Carmel as well because Carmel I can assure you is very well versed up in GA affairs also and you needn't bother asking me because I have to stay neutral because they tell me I'm a clairman you see and I'm unbalanced I'm unbalanced I think unbalanced is what they meant that I wasn't really balanced during the week from that balanced at all <laughs> not. Pat can you ask Tom Ryan does he think two Olympic players should have been sent off last under my view is they should be I'm listening to ye in Cullen County Tipperary regards Morgan English are you related now to um Nicky English. Nicky English. English. <laughs> well, English, I can't, we can't say that, but we don't know. And you know? I, I, I've met <laughs> Nicholas English a few times, and he was a, a, a lovely gentleman, actually. A lovely guy. Anyway, that's not answering the question. Anyway, you will meet him in the Holland. He was such a lovely gentleman. He'd hang it up in the corner if you were very fast. That's not answering the question, Tom. <laughs> should two, and, and Carmel, should the two limit have been sent off? Yes, they should have been sent off. They I still, don't think so. They yeah, still, Man, no, no Morgan. See, Tom Ryan says the tour should have been sent <laughs> Let me explain. Campbell jumped in again. You know, he said, that's a skeedless the all the time. The I see, they have their own, had always their own rules in the J. They always, <laughs> they always, you know, they, they, were, they were always a bit on the, you know, iffy side. We're looking at, we're talking about refereeing decisions and we're spending a lot of time talking about it. The two decisions, the two incidents were red cards in the story. If there was five Limerick people in the Limerick men sent up, there'd be, there'd still wouldn't have match. We, I'm only answering the question I was asked. There were two red card instances. The second one, the Flanagan one to me, was the more serious of the two. Looking at it and be talking straight and not going around, beating around the bush or anything. 
the, oh, the referee the opted out. The first, he opted yeah, out yeah, again yeah. on major decisions. And some would feel, but Kyle Hayes, a fellow jumped up on his back. And also, like, I mean, we, we had, um, we had Jay Lynch and someone put their hand around his neck. All that is, the two, you asked me a question. He came in and takes. That's my answer. What about the square ball now, Tom, that Flanagan scored the goal off of? Should that have been allowed or should it have been... No, that was a square ball. That, that, that was a square ball. It uh, was, you think? It, it was a square ball. Did he not come and in? And the goal was only an accident anyway. Did he not come in with it? No, he didn't. He was in He was in well in the square before the ball. I thought he was in wet and I, he was I, running. No, I, I, th- I thought, no, I thought it was a... And I'd, I'd be looking up for, I'd be looking from a referee's angle. What did you think? Cal, Cal? <laughs> what did you think? I thought it was a good goal. I thought yeah. it was a goal. Do you know? Yeah. And we had, we had plenty of analysts now. In so our house you thought the ball was going in before he passed the square yes. line? I, I think, you know, I think it was a goal. I think it could have, it could have destroyed the match, but it didn't. It didn't, and we had plenty of evidence. So we have two experts. One said it was a square ball, and the other one said it was not a square ball. It should have been a goal. And what about the two players being sent off? No, I, I think... You wouldn't send off any of them, would you not? No. So striking with a hurley so for your I husband. Mean, look your husband was a referee and a good one and an honest yeah. one. But you think if a lad swings the hurley back into somebody... I think, I think the conditions have, on Sunday that's, no, 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 totally that, different that, that's to any other There's nothing about conditions in the rule book. You know, the rules are there for a purpose, wet or dry. And striking with a hurley is specifically stated as sending off and hitting somebody with a hurley or chucking it under their chin. Yes, but I think if he had started sending off, there would have been a lot of players sending so off. So be it, that's the way that, you know, you have to apply the rule, but there's the problem, Cameron, since you and I started looking at all the matches, they're picking and choosing all their lives. And it makes for entertainment the weekend because they're talking about they're it. They're talking about it, you know, and like that, I do, I do think with the conditions that were there on Sunday, the heat, it must have been impossible for some people. And I know that doesn't justify... Now, Mike Barris, and then our good friend Mike Barris, he says, who's, who's with us here every Monday night, I should say, of course, every Monday night, we have a new GA programme, Weekend Sports Review, and it is basically on the GAA affairs on the previous week and weekend. And it's on every Monday night here from 8 o'clock until 9, and our good friend Jason is the producer of that programme as well and we have Tom we don't have Tom Tom is too busy at the farming Mike Barrett is with us on that one and Con Warren as well and Mike says 8,000 people will be much safer inside the stadium with a capacity of 40,000 he tells me it is than around Killarney Town drinking good or which he doesn't put in at all the drinking but I put that in myself and that's from Mike Barrett yes it's like you have to ask who, who's pushing for a smaller crowd. Are the boys at the top have they any bit of cop on or common sense at all? I don't know. I don't know. You'd wonder. Well, I'll tell you, Pat, the boys in the top of the GN like, are asleep at the wheel. That's what they are. You know, it's an absolute. It, it, it's, uh, I'd say the other organisations like the rugby and the soccer, and I said the lefters, like, because I never heard, I never saw such uh, such ridiculous decisions. I mean, you talk about bringing Ulster finals and Connacht finals to Crow Park. You know, I mean, is, is, is that a joke? Like, you talk about that, Mike Parrott is 100% right. Mike Barrett knows the pictures and he knows every picture in the country because he was in them all and not once but hundreds of times and he's right about the, about, about the numbers. I don't know, Pat, what organisation is in effort and I have to say in effort now, but in case Kiran might be listening to us, you know, I mean, I, I, I have to apologise to him. Cyril Curtin. 
And uh, is it there deciding the numbers? Or is it the police, the RD? Is it a GA or is it a Minister for Health? I don't know. Tis right one, then tis right to all the next. Uh, now we'll move from that uh, totally. Well, I suppose I could ask you about Clare and um, Cork on the weekend and Galway and Waterford. Who will win, do you think, Carmen? I suppose it's who will win or who would you like to win? No, no. Who do you think will win? Carmen, you're, you're twisting things tonight. I, tell you, I, I feel that kind of twisty you know kind of humour. Well, you know, you'll be getting no straight hands around you. You'll be going into politics shortly. Correct, Pat. I have to give you a We'll have to. Who do you think will win? I'd love to see Claire win. No, no. Who do you think will win? Right, Claire will win. And the other match, Galway and Waterford. I'd love to see Waterford winning and Waterford will win because I think they have a bit of pep in their step now at the moment. And when do you see them finding that? <laughs> no, I, I just they think hadn't they had any pep against Clare there recently. But like, you have to look at you can't judge a team by yeah. one game. I think they deserve a break and I think they might get the break. You ask my opinion, I'm giving you my opinion. Camel. And you'll eat your words here next week tonight. <laughs> we'll we'll wait that yes, down Tom. that Pat. <laughs> no, we're, look, we're looking at, at a, 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 a tremendous match between Cork and Clare. You know, they're two teams, not too unlike, and there'll be a lot of pace, a lot of, a lot of good hurling in it. Clare, after that win, you know, over Wexford, I think, have the advantage now. And I, I just said slightly, a slight few points win for Clare. Yeah. Uh, Watford appears to be going over, in my opinion. It's a pity they have great hurlers lost their way, and I think the Galway after that. come back. After, well, hopefully they will. They, we, they want it badly. I, I pray time for Watford. And uh, they, they put, uh, Galway, they, they've got ambushed against Dublin. Did they have a lot of hurlers, and uh, they'll be out to kind of prove their point. I know they're wishy washy in there. Often we always say, what, what Galway teams are up, but I still think they'll be too strong for Watford. And uh, my opinion is. Claire and Galway. Thank you, Pat. So I can be outnumbered. I'm not really. I said Claire and Washford. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I said Claire and Galway. Yeah. But nowadays, I think, uh, Tom and Carmel, in the olden days, we were able to look along the back line, the goalkeeper, all the different lines, and you say, well, he'd beat him, and he'd be better than him, and blah, 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 blah. And you come up with a kind of a a reason why yeah. you think well now you can't because they're all running around the field there's nobody marking anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's 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 the day. so it's, it's quite difficult to say anymore it's a, it, it is and it's a trend Pat that's, that I don't agree with uh, I, I certainly don't agree with the, with, with, with the trend I was uh, talking during the week some friends of mine they are, uh, wanted, wanted to have a, a little lad nephew 16 an outstanding footballer and uh, not from Limerick from West of Ireland and not from Mayo or Galway in the West of Ireland either so it goes to show what's happening so this lad was he'd be he'd be a hardly breed now he wouldn't be coming any way he wouldn't be he wouldn't be any means obese or any of his breeding wouldn't be and uh, be he was mixed. yes he'd be he'd be he'd be skin and bone but he'd be a lot of bone in him right. and there'd be a lot inside the rib cage as well for you lad of 16 or standing footballer and the coach of the club team caught his parents last week and they said that he'll have to uh, go on a special diet and that he'll have to go to the gym at 16 years of age now we're at that here in Limerick I mean we're at that they're at it in Cork and they're at it in Clare and uh, in absolute, it's an absolute soon we'll be like 
the North Koreans or the South Koreans will be taking them out of the crash and we'll be putting them in strength and conditioning. Sport to sport, these lads, but just one thing, no Pat, let me finish. But anyway, this is what this people and parents especially will want to take note of that because it's a dangerous trend. Limerick are well underweighted with their with their, their squads and their, their development squads and the whole lot and it has become an elitism now as well, which is something that has to be checked by the clubs. But anyway, when the club official called to this young press parents, the father said, well, he'll be going fishing with me tomorrow now, that's where he'll be going. He won't be going to no gym, or he won't be going to any days. He'll be going fishing, because that's where we're going tomorrow. And we will go to an ad break, we'll be back to shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 21st of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Carmel Ryan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie Welcome back, folks. We're back again. And, and it was remiss of me there not to congratulate Tom Ryan on the wonderful performance by his nephew Rory Hayes, who got man of the match on the match last Saturday. No, Pat, he's not my, sorry, Pat, he's my nephew's son. He's my grandnephew. Say that again slowly. He's my nephew's son. Sean Hayes' son. He's your nephew's Sean, son. Sean, yeah. Sean was a uh, player for, play for Billy Brown. And Rory. Son, he's, he's, he's a good young player. He's a great young player. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's married. You know, he's a, great, he's a good young player and a good hurler. But uh, they, say, they said on the clear radio that he was my grandson. So no, <laughs> so I'm, I, I, I'll take any products, Pat. I'll do that. Listen to uh, anything but strokes, I'll take them. <laughs> it's good to have, and it's also good to have you and Colin Coughlin. Colin is another cousin of mine, and uh, he's on the Olympic panel as well. And we, ha- we have to promote our own. Exactly, Belly Brown. Exactly, exactly. You know, I mean, we're, we're kind of it's amazing. Like, but it's, he's, yeah. It is amazing the amount of slip of the tongues of people even here now with me. And I am far from anywhere professional, but I'd have to write down all the names of the people sitting in front to me because I could hit a blank. Oh, Even with Con Warren while ago, I was literally stuttering for yeah. a minute to think of his name. But I was watching some old tapes the other night, picking pieces of traditional music and all music out of videotapes. And one of them was a part of a late, late show, which I remember the night. And it was Gay Borden was on. And he, uh, anyone watching it will never forget it. But yet I had it forgotten. But when I saw it again, I remembered every minute of it. And uh, he, they were given a, a 
a free mortal count as somebody who oh, sent in yes. a card and he pulled the card and he rang some man and yeah. the phone didn't answer so the rules were if you don't answer the phone you pull it again he pulled the card the second card and the lady that came out this is back in 1990 or something I think maybe the early zeros and pulled it out again and he said to the lady she was from Tohar in Cork you so and so I am and he said were you watching lately so I wasn't she said my daughter died last night my he daughter. said why the hell not or something like that from the and he said. he said why did she die why did she die and the woman said to her are you having me on yes yeah. And he was fairly rattled. Oh my God! But I was surprised. No, it's a many maybe twenty years or more since it happened. But watching it last night, yeah. the night before, amazing for somebody who was so professional, so, so totally, confident, totally so at it for so long. Yeah, he, totally, he was really rattled. Yeah, rattled. I think, or the choice of words, even you wouldn't. Uh, he um, he words, spoke about it uh, the following week on the radio, that he was just totally. It was the last thing he expected when she said she wasn't watching. And he said, and why ever not, kind of, why weren't you watching and, me? Yeah, and then the daughter died. Why did she die? Like, yeah. well, you don't ask a question. No, why? no, no. How did she die or something? And she had actually even posted the envelope. Was she posted the envelope. Yeah. Yeah, the daughter posted well, the envelope. Well, you see, when you make one mistake, you can make the second Oh, that's one, it. You see, you know, that's yeah. it. I was, uh, I had the occasion to, to speak to, um, a sport, or to have a sports psychologist at one of our sessions, you know, a lot of people would wouldn't believe that, you know. So, and uh, he, one of his points at Harvard was, he said, Don't, never dwell on negatives, because if you do make one mistake, it's quite possible that you'll make the second one, yeah. you know. And I, and that's a fact, you know. Even, yeah. even he was, he was saying it in the in the context of a match. Yep. You make him, you, you you do something wrong, and you know you have to. Don't don't think you know, you have to steady up and you know straight away and that's what probably happened to him. I never watched the Today Show. I don't ever saw. The only time I ever watched the Today Show is today to double the lines. I know interesting. I wasn't on the Today Show. Any rubbish most of it. But um, Pat, I want to. Say, I, I have to say. I, you remind me if, if I have a minute here of air time. Do you? Sorry? You remind me if, if I may have a minute of air time. Just a minute. I want to speak Qu to Just Paul. a minute quiz. Yes, okay, right. <laughs> I want to I want to um I want to say hello to Polly. Okay. And Polly is Polly the poet, Polly Fitzpatrick is a marvellous person. And I was looking at a bit of um poetry during the week. Actually in the second half of the Demetrius Sunday. <laughs> I said I better And open. you you have the cheek to criticize the referee. Yeah. After the match, and I, I and I came across this, and I want to mention it's a little small little line out of a poem, and it's I want to say it, uh, I want to, especially for Polly, she's a marvelous person. There's no better way for me to begin than to cheer you with four lines from the Black American poet Langston Hughes, 1902-1967. His father deserted the family when he was two. His mother was absent, working, so he was brought up by his grandmother, whose husband had been killed in a famous slave uprising, and he suffered political and racial oppression. Yet he could write, Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken winged bird that cannot fly. Polly, for you especially.
Beautiful. Oh, Polly, take a bow, Polly, and Tom, take a bow on that one. And now that you've said about Polly, we have a fine text in here from Polly as well. And Polly, I was driving along in my private motor car the other day and I put on the radio. And a special request for Pat Donovan and Tom Ryan. And I got a fit of laughing, Polly, and I said... They'll think we're a very special couple. That don't have time, right? <laughs> so keep up the good work. Keep up the good work. Now back to the night's one. And I'd be wondering who this Pat Donovan and Tom Ryan are, some of them. Uh, hi, Pat and Tom. We were lucky, Tom, we weren't, you, as I was in college, Jerry, weren't you? <laughs> now, hi, Pat and Tom. Great to text my two lovely men again and listen to my favorite topical show every Wednesday night after roasting in my beautiful heat wave, in the beautiful heat wave in my lovely rose garden. And hi to Carmel. But what about our great Limit team who came back from the brink last Sunday and got that marvelous win? And I must thank our lovely Jason for his magic touch when he played Limerick, you're a lady for them. And I'm all excited and, he, and imagine he's an Englishman like down on top of all that. <laughs> and I'm all excited when my me and my Tom will soon be on Love Island. <laughs> so it's something to look forward to there, Tom. You'll have to, you'll have to and, get your and chest. And you'll be up, will eh? <laughs> <laughs> get your chest browned up and all that. And a few tattoos stuck in some place as well on that one as well. And now we have another one, um, Polly, of course, for any new listeners who mightn't be listening in the past. I think she's heading for 92 years of age and a wonderful, wonderful lady and has a wonderful, uh, wonderful sense of humor and a fantastic typist as well on the little uh, pad she's using. I was at a mobile phone and there isn't an error and that's quite a long text, which I'm not able to do those myself, would you believe it? Tom Boston called to see the same Tom Boston that we always hear about over the years. Yes. And Tom has been the GA in, yes. in my young days. Right. Tom, we give send your best wishes indeed, Tom. John Flanagan should stay on, but Aaron Gillan should go. <laughs> I assume you mean should have gone. Uh, they'll hardly look up at that thing now and, and bring it in afterwards. And I'm angry the two GM matches on Sunday that cannot be viewed on terrestrial TV and a lot of other people are thinking the same day and I don't have Sky Sports. Yes, Tom, indeed, and all of us here fully agree. We've been saying for quite some time it's an absolutely scandal. And as I said myself, I visit a lot of nursing homes when we were allowed to visit nursing homes. And you see all those old people, men and women, washing jerseys of women did huge work as well for the GA. And, uh, and the players aren't getting paid. Only a very small few are getting well paid. And they're treating all those genuine people. It's an absolutely appalling disgrace. And as I've said quite a number of times, many people have said to me, and I've told my wife, when the Red Keel J Club calls to me the next time for their monthly, yearly payment for the Mackey stand, I'm afraid I will have to definitely say no. And down on top of that, then we <coughs> there wasn't one word out of that GA club, and all I saw from them, I think, was if they like to contradict me, was wishing Gay Pride a very successful week, and nothing about the poor people that were supposed to be who were deprived of our local games. And Tom, we haven't met you in many years, indeed, and I'm hoping and glad you're keeping well and we do keep like Polly the Port we hear your name popping up quite often as well now we'll go away from all that and I'll go on to something which is 25 years old and going through all of my old tapes the other night which will have my eyes twisted in my head I had various reports on Sophia de Plantier 
spared the French lady who was killed in Cork because this guy, he died, and there were boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes and then more boxes of videos of all sorts, bits of this, bits of that, bits of the other thing. And of course, there's numerous reports and the people said it's gone now, it's gone on five years, it's time for it to be resolved and so forth. But again, there's quite a lot of film and books out at the moment on this. It's a, another absolutely appalling reflection on the law of Ireland, where down in the literally backside of West Cork, out a little peninsula of a winter's night, Christmas Eve almost, where there was little or no traffic, only the local people, which was a very, very small population. And it's world famous now, a world famous scandal. And down on top of that, folks, for those of you who mightn't have followed it closely, the Gardaí at the time, they took his black coat, that was Bailey's black coat. There was a gate on the house, going into the house. There was blood stains on the gate. They're all gone missing in Garda custody. His black coat, which was vital, has now disappeared. A French wine bottle. Carmel tells me there was was found a number of months later on the passageway around the house. It wasn't found for many months. The gate going into the house, which had blood stains also on that, it was taken into Garda custody, gone missing. The jobs book that the Garda used at the time, pages are gone missing. We're talking about Dublin and crime, and I think I think we're a laughing stock. A laughing stock. That's an awful disgrace of a case that it wasn't solved. Yeah, well, of course it was. And uh, you, you listed out there a, a list of very serious discrepancies and very serious errors in the investigation of the case. But then again, you can slip across the country to Tom Oliver's case in the Coley Peninsula yeah. and the car is missing. The car that, that, he was, that his mortal body was taken away, you know, and jumped across the border. The car went missing. The car went oh, missing. Out of custody. Oh, out of custody. So, and, and now, there and then, and uh, you have even Gardino you know, are refusing to, to be interviewed, like, by this court case group that are looking at it, and they say they have no evidence. But I, I doubt that myself. It's, I said they're only feeling that way, so who's going to, who's going to break? Local people there know... Who committed that crime? They're still there. They're probably still living. Uh, and the problem and uh, uh, an atrocity against an innocent man. Also, and the Sophia, the Planter case, is shocking. That woman to be murdered there in, in a rural, in a rural area, and the, the way the case was handled, and the way that you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to credit it because there has been a good lot of of, of murder solved and places, and there has been a good lot of investigative policemen and detectives. But it's amazing in this instance, like I mean, how they have failed to, you know, and it's all pointing one direction, and maybe, you know, I mean, maybe that's maybe that that are the wrong target, and there's someone down there that's that is, you know. In, in in the beginning, Ian Bailey gave the impression he wanted to be considered a suspect. So he really he started giving. It's a multi-mystery case, isn't he? But he that's yeah. it, and yeah. like. 
you know what you said there a crime against a woman a crime against a man it's a crime against family a whole family it's not just a victim yeah. it's the crime it's, it's the family is left to pick up the pieces and to keep fighting for those crimes what is, uh, you know like and out. it might be one member of the family it can split families it if can. one member keeps yes, fighting Carmen, fighting having said all that and it's been said for 25 years and the guard the force take in all those items into custody it's totally disgraceful and they lose the whole bloody lot of them now it's seemingly the pages of no. the jobs book were there in 2002 when there was a review yeah. that they were not they were not written they were not noticed as being missing so it would seem view. obviously that more than the person or persons who committed the murder on the night that, that there are more cover-ups involved oh, by other so. people other than the murderers involved if, if the jobs book if pages were missing out of the jobs book if um, if things can go missing out of the Garda station that's not the murderer like we hope it's not the murderer that's inside doing these things you know that there's an awful lot of, there's a, it's as Jim Long would say there's a broader picture here yeah, yeah. you know that it's not you're looking for a murderer but there's obviously someone else being um, complicit the whole thing is just unbelievable we have the Dublin thing we have loads that are going on for years now yeah. and there, there's nobody seen to be in charge but you see Pat nobody there was ever anybody in charge I mean we, we listened all day today with Tomaitis uh, and the death of Dismas and O'Malley and all the praise that was raised on, on the likes of Hawaii and the likes of and people like that and um, you know you, you spoke earlier about leadership there's no leadership in this country in any department of, of government in any department of government they're ducking and diving and doing nothing and don't, and you can bring that down Pat to the very local government here local authority you can take it because whatever type of breed of, of a nation of people we are you know we, we're pathetic and to, to see that case with all those errors there like and should there have to be you see we spoke here last week about about crime, about law and order. Sure, there's someone in charge of every police district as a, a superintendent. We have a superintendent suspended. Like, I mean, he retired in, and he got his pension, and he got his settlement. And now we have 20 guards, I mean, on suspension, maybe 100, like, I mean, waiting to be tried. That Now they don't know how to put them into court or what they're going to do them, and over suspending cases. And we have major cases like that with evidence missing. Now, Surely we'll, somebody has to be in charge of that. We'll go to an ad break and we'll continue that discussion when we come back. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 21st of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan at Carmel Ryan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
back folks welcome back welcome back welcome back we'll switch again uh, I have um, I suppose we'll just a quick comment there on, on the late Des O'Malley, a very wonderful, wonderful Limerick man who passed away today and numerous tributes have been paid about him and I suppose we don't seem to have the same quality of coming to the same level of ministerial ship in Limerick for quite some time, Campbell. Yeah, I was listening to Norma Foley today talking about him and she said he was a true statesman and she said the likes of him are not around now. And I suppose it summed him up really that he was a statesman, wasn't it? Tom. You know, he was well thought of. Yeah, I mean, that's all Robert talked about it today. I was listening to that. Pay my Tom, when somebody is dead, pay pay my head. Head. it's I, not I, good to speak ill will of I'm the not, dead. I'm not speaking ill of the dead at all. I'm only talking what you asked, answering the question you asked me. And the thing about it is that, I mean, these politicians like that we've had in this country, like, you think today, like, I, I, I was flabbergasted listening to them, all of them this morning. No one of them no one. I never, I, I never knew them did a man as such. I didn't have any contact with him or anything. But I know one thing, that he kept, he, I suppose, one of the most corrupt individuals, I suppose, that ever... Kept him in power. That ever, that ever walked across the threshold of Lister House or, 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 or any authority in the country, he kept him in power. And, uh, you know, like, like, and that to me, I remember, I remember the time, the time when they were negotiating. How he had, was, he had a team out negotiating with Labour. And uh, he was, and O'Malley and himself were came in behind the scenes at home, and uh, they joined up. Uh, for a man that couldn't stand in the same room or the same street or in the same country, to put he, to put he back into power and to leave him carry on with the with the, with the destruction and and the corruptness that that he that, that he carried on after that was I wouldn't be praising anyone to do that. To be honest about now, Tom Ryan, I must uh, say that you're honest in your opinion and outspoken at the same time. And that was my memory, I said at the Carmel, while you were trying to get through the traffic in Croke on your way back tonight. Uh, that was my memory of it, that, that campaign that the PDs had set up to get, to get rid of Hawhey, and uh, that was the campaign that there's O'Malley, the leader of that party, was at at the time. And Charlie Hawhey failed to get a majority. And the next thing, he was propped up by Des O'Malley, oh, who went yeah. in. That was my memory, and in Council Pine, but he would have done good things as well. So we won't say anything bad about him. But that's politics, I suppose, to say. Now I'm moving on again, and thanks be to God, Sashi, to move on. Uh, at the moment, <coughs> in England and France, there are literally record numbers have come true from France to England illegally in the past, this week alone. There are more people in. So far, and we're only in July, then came in illegally last year. Here in Ireland, we have, again, a bit of a laughing stock again, which makes one wonder who is running the country or who cares anymore, because we have referred, and I have referred to it here over many months, that we had a case where people came off a ship in, in Waterford, or was it Wexford, and the they were caught and they were brought up to Dublin, they were wined and dined, they were brought into a hotel 
and someone left the door open and disappeared into the community. They were never seen or heard of since. We've had jumping out of lorries. We've seen and heard of it across the country. They jumped out of lorries. They were seen heading in over the wall. There was never a search. How many illegal immigrants like that have we got in the country? Now they're coming into France in record numbers. And when they're, why would you leave the European continent, which is all part of the European Union, with all their equal rights and civil rights and all kinds of rights? What's wrong with Europe? They have to come to England. But Ireland is a wonderful place. We have one of the highest benefits supposed to be in the EU. So when you're in England, when you get off from France, come across illegally to England, which is a small enough country compared to the continent of Europe. And then when you're there, you work your way into holy, holy Ireland, where the benefits are higher, all kinds of benefits and housing is available and we have everything. And there is no checks, no controls, whether they're murderers, robbers, anything you like, because they all come in with their hands in their pockets if they have a pocket in their trousers at all. Many people said they just throw away the paperwork, so it's a new life. That's all. And are we, are we a wonderful country, or am I totally off the wall? I'll just say that it's 430 per day that's coming in across the English Channel. Yeah. Why, why are they leaving the European continent? It's a big it's, continent. It's, it's very difficult to figure out, isn't it? Well, you see, a lot of these are, are immigrants and they're from war-torn countries in North Africa and uh, places like Afghanistan and all those war-torn countries. So, like, when they came into uh, the European Union through Greece and through Turkey, who are not in the European Union, but are, are really, you know, we're, we're, they're in NATO and they're related and they're working hand-in-hand with the European Union. And they came up through Germany. Germany took a million, I think it was a million and a half. And uh, Ireland took a couple of hundred and there were several settlements over it, which we weren't, which under our, our international obligations to the United Nations and, uh, and uh, all the, the different agencies, we should be taking thousands of these people. And because uh, we are a wealthy country here and uh, we need them because our own people have, have stopped working. So we need these people coming in to fill these jobs. And unfortunately now, they, they are pitched over in in France and they were crossing the channel. They're, they're there for the last eight or ten years. And the question you were asking, Pat, I didn't hear that before, but it's a legitimate question. Why are they leaving Europe? Because they're in Europe and uh, France, like, appear to have their own way. They want to get rid of them too. So what they do? They let them cross the channel. And if you if, if you see tonight on the, on the BBC or one of those channels, you'll see all the boats that they were using to cross the little dinghies. And of course, I mean, it's a, you can swim across the channel. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, you have a great chance of getting into an outboard. And England now are paying the price, you see. The English, the English people, you see, the Brexit, in my opinion, my humble opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, but the Brexit idea came from immigration and colour. No, that's, they have that fixed up themselves. They said, we want more colours than we want more immigrants from our colonies that we terrorised and plundered all, all over the world. But now they have them coming in from <coughs> Europe. And there's thousands of them coming. You're right there. That figure is 100% right. I mean, they're cameras. So, like, they have a huge problem. But are they going to stop in England? They won't. They'll come across here. And you see, we haven't the capacity here to handle the situation either. We can handle nothing here anyway. We can't even handle it. A tax claim for Tom Ryan. Never mind immigrants coming in from Europe. The crossing from England to Ireland. 
do you know they don't they don't seem to be coming across to us like in little dinghies and that well you well you, you, you don't you see I don't be able you see because they have to go around down around yeah. the coast yeah. but you see the channel is, is, is only I don't know how many miles it is but it is a pretty big well, shipping I line I both of your questions which neither of you answered as I said you met two good politicians what about the situation of those people that come in illegally now Thomas talked about the legal ones came in there in numbers right and we put up with our, we, we took them and facilitated yeah, take them, that's the point I'm arguing about the ones that we didn't take that are coming in illegally and they're jumping out of ships, jumping out of this that and the other thing, including the people that came in legally obviously with money in their pocket who came back from other countries into Ireland because there were red countries, COVID wise they were to spend 14 days inside in a hotel half of them jumped it and never bothered and they disappeared into the countryside as well, should the whole thing, they might as well open the jails and let them all off that's it, and they seem to be able to come in undocumented. But I think you're very harsh now here, because you see, and, and also it's a very, very, it's a very negative way to take this situation. These people are, are refugees. They're, they're running from terror. Now, we've no idea, we have no, I mean, you're inclined to go along the line now of Mr. Trump. I don't know whether you're you know. smiling, Tom, or whether you're serious. I'm not, I'm very serious, because I've looked into this now in, in detail, and Mr. Trump said we were getting all the murderers and rapists and robbers from, from Mexico, didn't he? No, we're trying to go the same. I, I, I want to be this associated from these comments here tonight. I'll clarify again. People that are coming in illegally, that they have cut, cut, are, they're jumping out of lorries, they're jumping out of ships, and they're jumping out of hotels, and there's absolutely nothing whatsoever being done to find out what are the, are the murderers, criminals, or what are the, and there is no one seen to bother them. But they might be all murderers criminals. These are human beings. And the ones come in through the And airport. when they come into our country, they're entitled to refuge. Once they stand in Ireland's soil, they're entitled under international... Are you aware of international agreements and our treaties and our, our studies with the United Nations and the refugee I'm councils. What baffles me, Tom, is that there's more men than women and children. Yeah. What men will walk away from a war-torn now country talking, and leave Cameron. his wife and children? <laughs> sure, I didn't get a chance all night. And leave his Cameron, wife and you children. You have to that, Matt For plenty of opportunity. And you're willing mother, to argue about it. Or his mother <laughs> or his sister. What men will walk away from yeah. that and leave those there to suffer? Because if there is war-torn, and I believe there are war-torn areas, but if they are, will the family not suffer if the men is gone? Will they not suffer more if there's nobody to protect them? Well, I'm not hoping I can with the Makeup of 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 families in North Africa or in Afghanistan or Iraq or places like that. But you 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 as as the politicians say, a very valid point. Yes, there. see, like isn't isn't the last thing you'll do if things are that bad? You won't walk out and leave your wife and children or your mother. No, and I have young to sisters. cut in there, Carmel and Tom, and I'm going to use my best bad grammar. And I do be always thinking, I do be, I remember got beaten for that one going to school, I do be always thinking about this small number that's coming in, Tom. What about all the thousands and millions that have left behind to be slaughtered, murdered, yeah, raped? What's anyone doing anything about those? Now, I had another topic. I'm going to run it past you fast. It's one that crops up all the time, all the time, and we'll probably deal with it next week now we'll run out of time. And medical negligence costs, I keep referring to you on a regular basis because every week, literally week, there's a payout, a payout, a payout. Breakdown of amounts paid out by the state claims agents between 2010 
and 2020. And these were millions, Jason, we ran into billions there, right, to get Jason, was it billions or multi-billions? 2010, 40, I'm rounding off the figures, 49 billion was paid out in damages due to medical negligence in hospitals. 2011, 56,000 million. 2012, 44 million. 2013, 79 million. 2014, 61 million. And then comes 2015, new ball game. We're going into the triple figures, 146 million. Now we had 49, 56, 44, 79, 61 from 10 to 14. Now we're at 2015, 146 million. A new ball game, as I said, 216, 138 million paid out in claims against hospitals. 2017, 179 million. 2018, 200 million and rising. 219, 2019, 241 million. And 2020, continuously 243 million. So she's rapidly going up and up and up and up and up. And I think the claims in that period of 10 years was 1,440,000,000 and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of more figures as well. I was never that good in school for high figures. Shocking figures, folks. Time is up. We have to leave you this evening. Tom Ryan is shocked sitting over there and he has to have the last word. He said, Jesus, Mary, and Holy St. Joseph, you can't close the program without a is reaction to that. There's nothing coming out. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just shocked. I'm not shocked, figures. actually. But what about today? So you 350 people are going to get 85,000. How much is that? I didn't get that one tonight. That was the test in the, with the, the people. Oh, the schools. Schools, yeah. Schools. The primary yeah. schools. So, schools, folks, yeah. it's up to, time is up for us, and we'll bring that definitely forward for next week's programme. My sincere thanks to you for calling in, and my apologies to those who we didn't, we missed out there from Mike and Kilmallock and some other one there earlier on as well. And Con Kremen called Ireland a stooges of the EU and the United Nations. Soon mass migration into Ireland, and these immigrants will be home before the Irish locals. In two to three years, the Irish will be minority in their own country. Well, well, thank you, Con, and I'm delighted you got in before the bell collapsed. Carmel Ryan, thank you very much for coming as Keaton, and probably you'll bring us a sweet cake the next night. I believe you're a wonderful baker. And Tom, I thank you for joining us tonight, and hopefully you'll drive carefully on your way home. Thank you very much, folks. And Tom, his annual donation for yeah. the 50-50 yeah. draw, as Carmel is as well. And of course, I should have mentioned the 50-50 draw. It's a local community radio station. We have to fund it ourselves, so every little euros and 10 and 20s to do help. So if you want to, if you're not in an area for buying those tickets on the 50-50 draw, you can post it on here to us and we'll stick you into the draw and it will be very much appreciated. And I think last week's, last few weeks now, they have been in the 600 paid out each week, so it's really worth a shot. Again, my thanks to Jason Smith for his work here every Wednesday night. And again, my thanks, folks, to all the people for the many calls and messages we received. And good night and God bless and see you next week. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limwick 102 FM on the 21st of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Carmel Ryan. Join Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion... County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.